Hey guys, it's RJ and Angie, and this is the Rich by Intention podcast. Our guest today is Devon Reeves. Devon is the founder of the Vaughn Group, an award-winning hotel consultant and asset manager. She's also the owner of three hotels and the founder of Vester, the first crowdfunding platform for hotel investments. Devon has educated over 4,000 people and provided a path to hotel ownership to many individuals across the United States. In this episode, we discuss how she got started in the hospitality industry, how she went from working as a front desk agent to eventually owning her first hotel. We really hope you enjoy this episode. As always, thank you for tuning in and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Follow us on Instagram at richbyintention for money tips and motivation. Hey, Devon, we're so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, yes. We uh we met you at FinCon. We actually were, were able to attend a panel discussion that you had and we heard a little bit of your story and we were like, oh my God, we have to get her on the podcast. Yes. So <laughs> for those who may not know you, can you just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure, absolutely. My name is Davon Rees. I am the president and founder of the Vaughn Group. We are a hotel consulting and investment firm based out of Atlanta, Georgia. I have wear several hats, okay? And I'm also the co-owner of three hotels across two different states, Home Two Suites in Arena, Oklahoma, Staybridge Suites in Indianapolis Fishers, and Hampton Inn in Suites in Scottsburg, Indiana. And my most recent position, CEO of Vester, which is a crowdfunding platform where folks can invest in commercial real estate, including hotels, as well as raise capital for their commercial real estate deals. But probably my favorite position of them all is being a mom to my three-year-old son named Jameer. Oh my gosh, three years old. We have a three-year-old too. Well, oh we, my God. we have a three-year-old going on 13. Yes, but, yes. That's what I feel like with him yes. too. You know, it's like, mom, yeah. woke me up this morning. Mom, come on. You know. <laughs> Teenager, I don't want right? to go to school. I don't want to go to school. I want. I want to. And my baby loves croissants. You know. <laughs> oh, like almond croissants. Because that's my. That's my personal. Favorite. I haven't given him almond croissants. He eats croissants from Starbucks. Like they oh. have to come from Starbucks. They can't come from Publix. They can't come from any. He's after. fancy. <laughs> I say, what did I produce? He oh. has a sophisticated palate. Yes. And they eat too. <laughs> exactly. No, I love that. I love it. So, you know, Devon, you are doing a lot. A whole lot. And so I let's back up a little bit because I want to hear you own a variety of hotels throughout the country. And, you know, I think a lot of times like I was reading your article on time.com and a lot of black people do not own hotels. I think it makes we we make up about two percent of hotel ownership. So can you just talk to us about how you even got started in the hospitality industry and then eventually owning hotels? Yes, yeah, so I actually got my start working off as a front desk agent at the Hyatt Regency Atlanta in, well, in Atlanta, Georgia, when I was in college. And at the time, I didn't know that you could own a hotel. I thought that you could, I thought all the hotel brands owned the hotels. And I wanted to become a general manager at the time. And so that was just my goal, right? And I joined this organization. This was post-college called the Under 30 Gateway of the American Hotel Lodging Association at the time was one of the largest hotel associations. And it was people my age, under 30, but they owned hotels. They didn't look like me, but they owned hotels. And I was like, wait, you can own a hotel. Like it just, that's how, like how you all are. That's how I was. 
oh, you can own a hotel. I just didn't think, I just didn't know it was possible, right? Even me volunteering at conferences where there were hotel owners, it just didn't click. It just wasn't registering, right? So once I joined that organization and started meeting people, and of course, none of them looked like me. There were a lot of them from the Indian community, Indian descent or East Asian descent, and they inherited hotels. It was one of my, he's a friend, a good friend of mine now. He was a developer for hotels. And again, all under the age of 30. And then literally the light bulb clicked. And I was like, I want to do this. You know, what's the pathway? What do I need to do? It wasn't, you know, podcast like it is now. It wasn't YouTube University. You know, it wasn't a clubhouse. It wasn't anything to, re- it wasn't really like books. It wasn't like a discussion, like here's a pathway. It was just more so like, a family member owns it and you can just pick up and call a family member or you, you know, hire consultants. So you just have a lot of money and you just figure it out. Right. Cause it's real estate and you just hired a management company. But at the time I didn't know. So that was my, that was my introduction to hotel ownership. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. No, I, I think, you know, being able to go through that journey, right. Working in a ho- hotel and eventually own one is definitely admirable, inspiring. So going through that process, like what were some of the things that you learned that are applicable to people who want to do it as well? The biggest thing is probably mindset within our community. I noticed that a lot, like it's a lot more than you would think. So a lot of people say, or if you hear a lot of people say, oh, you know, the reason why black people aren't owning hotels is because of lack of money. Okay. I meet a lot of black people with money. There's a lot of black people with money, right? And we've been owning hotels since the end of the 18, late 1800s. So this is not new to our community. I think it was just more so of a mindset. Once integration happened, a lot of black people stopped staying at black owned hotels. They started staying at white owned establishments because they couldn't. And so that's when the hotel industry, that's when our hotel ownership declined within our community, right? So that's what I've noticed is more so of a mindset. So I would say mindset first, the lack of knowledge, and then probably capital. I would put capital as number three, is the lack of access to capital. One of the things that stood out to me when you were just sharing your journey was that you had your your eyes set on becoming a general manager, right? That you didn't even know that owning a hotel was possible to you. And so to your point, I think it's just that exposure, right? Just knowing that this is a possibility for you is so important because I think a lot of us get caught up and I'm guilty of that. I'm sure many of us are of just that employee mindset where we don't think about owning, right? And so you may work at a hotel. Yeah, yeah, you worked as a front desk agent, right? At, at, At a hotel and like just shifting that mindset, like you said, to like, okay, how can I now become an owner is I think just just the first step, like knowing that it's possible for you. Yeah, definitely. Like I came from a working middle-class family. My dad was a, he retired as a firefighter. You know, you can't get any, you know, working class in that, right? My grandmother was a retired nurse. My mom was in HR. Now education was huge in our family. Don't get me wrong. I'm probably like the least educated in my family. Probably like the least smartest too. And yeah, 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 I'm not there. When I compare to like my brothers and sisters, like, well, that's saying a lot (laughs) because we got to go into your first first hotel deal, but finish, finish up. Yeah. And so, but nobody really talked. And a lot of people in my family owned their homes. Like I grew up always in a house. So, you know, maybe a little bit in an apartment every now and then, but mostly was in a house and it was owned. And my grandmother, she didn't have any debt and all her house was made off. So that mindset, that was just like, oh, you own a house, like whoop you do. But not necessarily 
owning real estate as an investment opportunity. So that's that wasn't talked about within my family, right? And so ownership, to your point, that's why ownership wasn't, it, it didn't dawn on me because it wasn't talked about. Owning your decisions are being made and you really building wealth is through ownership, right? You really kind of just break the rules and do what you need to do is through owning. And that just wasn't, wasn't shared. And a lot of, a lot of people within our community don't understand the importance of owning, of ownership. Yes. So, okay. So you were working as a front desk agent and, you know, you said to yourself, I one day want to own a ho- my own hotel. So can mm-hmm. you walk us through that first deal that first hotel, do you call hotels franchises, right? Hotel franchise. Yeah. So when you buy, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. So when you buy into a hotel, you're you buying into, yeah, you're buying into a franchise. So, you know, the Marriott's, Hyatt, Hilton of the world, you probably, nine times out of 10, you probably say to the franchise hotel, you just didn't know it. Mm-hmm. So the average person, Hilton, oh, Mr. Hilton owns this hotel. They manage it. They own it. That's just the average person, right? But it's so many different layers, right? It's a franchise, just like a McDonald's, right? McDonald's are franchises. So the difference between hotels franchises and the McDonald's franchise is that you own the real estate and you own the business. So that's what makes hotels a lucrative business is that you owning the operating business sitting on real estate. So the first deal, we actually got this deal through relationships, through a broker. So for my folks who are in real estate, I know they down brokers, but hey, brokers, I, I have nothing against brokers, real estate brokers, right? We need them. Okay. So we got our first deal through a real estate broker. And just through relationships, uh, we were able to raise the capital due through private equity or through friends and family. And the deal was in Oklahoma. So people ask me, oh, my gosh, Devon, why Oklahoma? You live in Georgia. It was a great deal. The numbers made sense. It was, a, it was just a great opportunity. We got it during COVID. So we were able to get it at a discount. Uh, so, again, we're buying a real estate. It was a, it's a fairly new property. The hotel was built in 2017. We acquired it in 2020. So you're looking at a fairly new asset. We came in as a value add opportunity. We came in and brought in a management company, changed the operation around to add value. That's how you add value to the hotels. The real estate is the real estate, right? You can improve the building, but really what makes the hotel going is the, the operations and how you can improve it. So we brought in operations, excuse me, brought in a management company to improve the operations. So now, what is it, end of 2022? So, we've, so this is probably in November. Oh, yeah, we've actually held the hotel for two years now. It's 2022. Yeah. And what was that moment like when you closed that deal, you know, going back from being front desk agent to, you know, actually owning the hotel? What was it like when you actually closed the deal and realized that you were an owner in this hotel? It didn't hit me yet. It, it was weird. Like, it didn't hit me. Even at the closing, it just because I had, I was, so this is during COVID. So it was like a virtual closing. And so I had my baby with me and everything because he wasn't in daycare yet. It just didn't hit me. And I don't even have any pictures of it. I'm horrible with doc- people who are listening. Please. Oh, my gosh. Please document everything. I do not have pictures of my first <laughs> I have the memories. I know where it was, but I don't have the pictures of it. I'm horrible. And so, yeah, it didn't hit me when I walked through the hotel. It still didn't hit. I don't know. I'm not. I need to work. I need to do a better job of focusing on the present. Like, I'm thinking about the next deal. Like, you know what I mean? That's what I was thinking about. I was like, you know what? Okay, that's cool. Now it's time for the next one. What is what is the do next? You know? So I had my little Michael Jordan moment. You know how Michael Jordan, after he won a championship, he had the next number up because he was already thinking about it. That's how, that's just how I was thinking. I wasn't even enjoying the moment. Like, wow, you know, I, I finally own this hotel. It was more, and I did it. My goal was to really, I told my grandmother before she died that I was going to buy a hotel and check her in it. 
and I never did. And so that's like one of my biggest regrets. You know how grandmas are, especially black ones. Oh, you ain't get your hotel yet. I guess it ain't going to happen. And so that was just in my head, you know, when <laughs> after she passed, I felt so bad. I said, what am I going to do for her legacy? And I was like, I'm going to buy a hotel by February 6, 2021. We closed November 2020. So it was just like, why I did it? Now it's just time to move on to the to the next. And so two hotels later in the crowdfunding platform. And so now, of course, I'm thinking my mind is still going, OK, I got to raise, you know, I got to get these many deals on the platform, raise this amount. That's just how my brain is is thinking. Yeah, I guess it's one thing, like, as you were saying, like, just to document and and have those memories. Right. Because, you know, a lot of times, like we so focused on the destination, we don't really enjoy the views or the journey that we're going through. And I think mm-hmm. we can think about that in a lot. of And instances. it's monumental what yeah. you did. And, you know, you did this in your early 30s. Right. Like you started owning a hotel within your early 30s. I mean, that's an amazing and monumental accomplishment it's not a big deal <laughs> no and I mean and that's good you know you don't want to get complacent like you want to just right. keep going but my question is and I hear our listeners saying like okay Davon like that's great that you bought this hotel but I just don't see how I get from being a front desk agent to owning my hotel so what advice do you give to people who are interested in the hospitality industry who one day want to be owners how do they get there from A to Z So the biggest thing is, of course, mindset. So you got to get over that hurdle. Okay, I can do it. The next thing is you need to figure out your financial profile. Okay, so you need to have a decent credit score. You need to have some cash. You got to have money. I'm not going to say you don't need the money. Somebody's going to need some money. Okay. How much? Like when you say you need money, like what type of money are we talking about to own your own hotel franchise? I'm not going to give an exact amount because it varies per deal. And it's real estate. You know, yeah. that's like if you buy a house, right? Yeah. Buying a house in New York is going to be different from buying a house in America, Georgia. Okay. So for instance, you'll probably need about 20 to 30% down. You probably need at least at least, at least six figures starting off for a lot of the upfront costs and maybe the, the earnest money, the put downs. So I would say at least six figures and then 20 to 30% down um, or to put down on your loan. I would say start off with a hotel that's about $5 million or less. That way you can take advantage of the SBA 7A loan because you typically can put about 10 to 20% down and they're more friendlier when it comes to first-time hotel owners. And then the next thing that I would start doing is just looking for deals, just looking for... So hotels, there's not an MLS for hotels, right? So you have to go to commercial real estate sites like LoopNet, uh, 10x.com is one, Crexy, a lot of those different websites, building relationships with hotel brokers. So that's probably the first thing that I will start doing is just start looking for deals and really understand how to analyze a hotel. Where do you find a hotel broker? So those websites that I just mentioned, or you okay. can just Google hotel broker. So okay. I'm gonna give a shout out and I always do every single time. Shout out to my 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 brother in the hospitality industry, Omari Head. You can follow him. He's on Instagram at hip hop hotel broker. He is one of the few black hotel brokers in the country. He's transacted to date over $700 million in hotels, which equates to probably over seven, uh, over 170 hotels. So definitely he knows, he understands the game. He understands how it works. So if you're looking for a hotel, definitely contact him. So, and before you contact him, you want to get your ownership thesis together, meaning where you want to buy the hotel, what's kind of, cause there's only, there's over 20 different hotel types. Okay. So 
get an understanding of which type of hotel you want to invest in and what's your budget. Okay. So if you can afford to put 20 to 30% down on a five million property, five million dollar property, which is about a million dollars, then that's that's your that, that's your range, right? So kind of get an idea. So that one when you talk to these brokers, they can help you and they can call you back, right? You just that's like again, that's like if you're buying a house, right? And you're like, okay, this is and you tell the real estate agent, okay, this is the neighborhood I want to be in. This is how much I can get pre-approved for. This is what I'm looking for. Doesn't make the search a lot better. You know what I mean? The real estate, they'll start sending you deals, start sending you, you know, properties. So you want to go about that same route or that same way when you're looking for hotels. I'm just curious in terms of like owning a hotel property versus doing a multifamily or apartment building. Like what's the pros to the hotel or a hospitality industry as opposed to everything else you may see. Traditional real estate yeah. investment. So that's a great question. I get that a lot. So commercial, so hotels is definitely commercial real estate. And what makes it different from multifamily, there are nightly leases. So with multifamily, you're locked in for like six month, 12 month leases. So the pros to that is the nightly leases. The cons to that is the nightly leases, right? So with, so one thing about the hospitality industry is cyclical and is based on the economy. So if the economy is doing well, guess what? The hospitality industry is doing absolutely phenomenal. When it's not doing well, eh. so one day it could be 20, it could be, you know, $100 a night. And then the next night it could be 200. And the next night it could be 10% occupancy. And then the next night is so it's, you just don't know. And it's hard from a lent. And so lent and it's hard to get funding on hotels because of that reason, right? With multifamily lenders, they're evaluating it based off of, you know, the revenue because they know, okay, you're going to have, they're looking at the rent road. They know, okay, you're going to have this many you know, people staying or this many leases, right? With hotels, it's hard to predict. Predict Like it's literally, you just, you know, throwing the arrow, you know, hoping that you hit the bullseye. Like it's, but it's Luke, it can be lucrative because again, you're, you're able to fluctuate those, those, those nightly leases. And also you're able to add different revenue streams as well, depending on the type of hotel. Okay. So I'm curious about just getting funding for the deal, right? What are some creative ways that people can, you know, put in place to like get that million dollar, (laughs) if you will, down payment for a hotel? Yeah, definitely. You can start off with, you know, friends and family. It's definitely could start out that route. So different ways that you can get capital that way is through, you know, you can use your retirement. Well, not your retirement, but friends and family can use their retirement to invest because hotels is a longer term strategy, right? You're not, it's not a quick rich. I'm not going to say you're going to make it, you're going to flip it in a year. I'm not saying that and I never will, right? Because that's not how it works. I don't, I'm very transparent. So it's more of a longer term investment. And so, and also based off your, your, your strategy, if you're cash flow or, or, or equity person. So those are the things that you want to look at as well from lending, because let's go back to the type of hotel. Also with financing, you can do creative financing as well. You can get owner financing if they, if the own, if the seller wants to do that, you can do that SBA that I mentioned before, $5 million or less, depending on the type of hotel, you can get community lending. Again, that's on a lower, that's on smaller hotels or motels. Another thing that you can do, you can do, I said the owner financing, I don't, you can do, you know, notes and stuff, but that's complicated. So to start with the first timers, let's just stick with the SBA 7A, which is $5 million or less. You can, you know, get that down payment with raising capital from friends and family. I have a platform called Vester. 
So that's another thing that our community, we do not know about, which is crowdfunding, which is simply, essentially people pulling funds together to invest. So let me tell you how it works. So investor, investor.com, B-E-S-T-E-R-R.com. So you have the active investor and then you have your passive investor, right? The active investor. So let's say, you know, Angie and RJ, y'all like, hey, you know what? We want to buy a hotel, y'all, but we need some help with the down payment. So, and there may be some people who like, hey, you know what? Angie and RJ, how about y'all got this? We don't have time to be, you know, talking to the brands, going through the appraisal. That's too much work. I want to do all that. My job is being a doctor. So how about this? I have some extra money that I'm willing to invest. Here you go. Right. So Vester, what it is, is connecting passive investors to general partners. That's essentially what it is. Right. And now you can market. So you're attracting Folks outside of your friends and family to help you with those larger down payments, you can raise up to $5 million. It's regulated. We're a member of FINRA. So so that's another way, creative financing or alternative ways to get the deal done. That's amazing. This is your your platform, correct? Vester? Correct. It is. Yep. Vester. That's, that's amazing. I love yeah. it. Like from owning hotels to creating your own crowdfunding platform. <laughs> like that's amazing. So I mean... So for people who are interested, so for, so for Vester, it's really for people who want to do the passive investing, right? Like, so if they have money, they'll just send it over to submit it to Vester and you'll or someone on your team will help to like find, find deals. Oh, that they can think of it as a marketplace. In. No, no. The, the, the passive investor, they'll go to the website. They'll see the deals. We have some deals on there now. They'll look at their deals and they'll, they'll do the research. You definitely want to do your research and be like, hey, you know what? I want to invest in this deal. You can use your retirement to invest. You can you know, use your savings or, or whatever you need to invest. And you're just investing directly into the asset. You're doing your due diligence. You know, you reach out to the sponsor. And this is also for the sponsors who wants to raise capital as well. Depending on how you raise capital with the marketing rules, you know, without getting all to the boring nitty gritty, it can be quite difficult to raise capital outside your friends and family just through the regulations by the SEC. But with our crowdfunding platform, that's something that you can do. Wow. I mean, I have so many questions about how you even started that. Like, but <laughs> that's a whole like, nother episode. I know that's <laughs> another episode, but I know, I know our time is limited. So you've shared a lot of great information. Like this is, you are, you have such an ins- inspirational story being a mother <laughs> and a businesswoman, especially in the hospitality industry where we're not well represented. So kudos to you yeah. for just doing the, doing the darn thing. Yeah. And, and I guess just lastly, in general, like for everyone who's listening right now, what is like some actionable or actionable advice that you can give to people, young professionals who are looking to just go from employee to owner and just really uh, build something for for the next generation? The first thing is mindset. You have to believe that you can do it. I mean, that's just the biggest hurdle that I see when I talk to people. They just can't get their brain around it. They don't even believe I can do it, you know? (laughs) So that's just, that's just probably the biggest thing. It's like, okay, you can own that office building you can own, that that bank you can own. It's so many different things that you can own. Once I realized the fundamentals of commercial real estate, it was a game changer. Once I realized that the importance of ownership, it just completely just changed my mind on everything. And that's just how I look at things. So, and that's something that I'm going to teach my son. If you want to, you know, if you want to be a plumber, how about you own your business, right? If you want to you know, get into office or have an office space. How about you buy the office building and then you lease? So it's going to be constantly just talking about 
ownership, ownership. If you want to be a club promoter, that's great. How about you buy your own club in the land that the club sits on, right? So having those types of, those conversations type of mindset is just, is just something that I'm, I'm big on. And so if for, the, for my who are trying to get into hotel investing, the first thing you want to do is check to see how much you can invest, right? So, because again, this is a longer term investment. And if you don't have that much to invest and you want to get started, look into REITs, which stands for Real Estate Investment Trust. You can invest with that as little as twenty dollars. You know what I mean. The dividends may not be as as is the dividends are based off what you what you invest in, but you can invest in that. Hotel stocks is a great way to get started too. You know, if you like to stay at Hilton or or Hyatt or Marriott, they're publicly traded companies. Invest in what you like and just get your start so you can understand, you know, what that process is and just start small, you know, investing directly into deals, going into, you know, crowdfunding sites like Vester. There are other real estate crowdfunding sites, but going to sites like Vester and maybe just start to understand that process and you invest whatever the minimum and then you grow from there. It's about two of my investors who invested directly with me and now they're owning their own, they're, you know, they're on their, their, their route to owning their own hotel, they're under contract and everything. So. Just get the biggest advice is just to get started. And even if it's small, you know, so don't think that this is, I've been doing this for close to 15 years, right? So a lot of times when people meet me, they think I just woke up and own a hotel. No, this has been a, a journey. I'm just, te- I'm just teaching people so it won't take you all 15 years to get to your journey if you want to become a hotel owner. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much, Davon. This was great. For those who want to keep up with you, for those who want to visit your hotel, for those who want to start investing in Vester, where can our listeners connect with you? Well, if you want, I have three beautiful properties that you can visit. We have one of 85 room home two suites by Hilton in El Reno, Oklahoma. It's like about five, 10 minutes away from Lake El Reno, okay? And then we have the 145 room Saybridge Suites in Indianapolis Fishers about 30 to 40 minutes outside of Indianapolis, Indiana. So if you're ever in Indy, come check us out. And then we have Scottsburg, our Hampton Inn and Suites in Scottsburg, Indiana, which is about 30 minutes outside of Louisville, Kentucky. All right. And, but you can connect with me, go to, I'm on Instagram at Devon Rees. I'm also on LinkedIn. So definitely please connect with me. We're on Facebook, Devon Group Investors. So Please connect, stay connected, go to Vesta.com and sign up for our newsletter. So that way you can stay up to date on when we have new deals that jump on our platform. Love it. Love it. Love it. Everyone go follow. Stay at the hotel. Book a hotel stay. Yes, support her business. <laughs> yes. Is there a website that will show you black owned hotels? It is. It's called Stay Black Experience. I created that as well. Oh, Oh, we need that. Okay. Stayblackexperience.com to find Black-owned hotels. I love that. Okay. We'll start using that. Yep. Okay. All right. Thanks so much for coming on and sharing your story. Everyone who's listening, make sure you follow her and check out our hotels. Yes. Thank you, y'all. Thank (laughs) you for having me. All right. Okay. Okay. Thanks so much. Thank you for tuning into this episode. If you like what you heard, hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram at Rich by Intention for money tips and inspiration.